Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey there, Jojo. What are you doing? Oh, I'm excited. I wanted to tell you. I've been looking for you everywhere. Oh, I'm right here. What did you want to tell me? I learned how to tie my shoes. Oh, really? That's a big milestone. Let me see. See, it is a double knot. I like it. Oh, that's really nice. When did you learn that? About two weeks ago. Oh, great. You've been tying your shoe every day for two weeks? No, I tied it once, and I haven't taken my shoes off since. Oh, boy. Your feet might be a little smelly. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to take the shoes off, because they, they might be, they'd smell. It's bad. I tell you what, why don't we have a nice little bath and wash our feet while we listen to this week's story? Oh, I like that. Bath time and story. It's the two things I love more than pizza. Uh, actually, I like pizza and stories and bath. Okay, let's listen to this week's story. Mako the Squirrel and the Perfect House by Yukiko Oaks. Have you ever woken up really early in the morning when the birds are just starting to chirp? The birds are usually the first ones to wake up in the morning, and it was the same in the deep forest. But one morning, before the sun rose, on the morning dew, Mako, the squirrel, jumped up from the bed and woke up his parents. Dad! Mom! Wake up! Morning is here! Mako, it's too early to wake up. Papa Squirrel looked outside and mumbled. But, Dad, I can't wait to find my own house, said Mako excitedly. It was a tradition for squirrels to find a new house on their first birthday in the deep forest. Today was Mako and his two other siblings' first birthday. Mako loved his parents, but having his own house was a dream that he had been talking about ever since he was very little. His two other siblings seemed not to care much about their own house. I just want to stay on the same tree, said his sister Coco. Ah, that's a good idea, Coco. I will make an extension of Dad and Mom's house so they don't feel lonely, said his brother Chess. Mako couldn't understand why they didn't want to explore the forest and find their own perfect space where they could decorate it in their own way and do anything they wanted and invite friends any time. Also, Mako loved the idea of having a house higher up on a big tree where he could see up into the sky and look around the deep forest. Also a tree that had his favorite nuts everywhere, so he didn't have to stock up too much, even in winter. He put Mom's pancakes in his tummy and both sides of his cheeks and said, I'll be back before the birthday dinner. Then he jumped up and out of the house. Mama Squirrel sighed. <sighs> I just hope he finds a place not too far from us. Papa Squirrel comforted Mama, and said, I was just like him when I was one year old. Everything is going to be fine. Mako was looking for a chestnut tree that would have a hole very high up on its trunk. The big chestnut tree was the one that all the children liked to climb up. He passed the clover garden, 
past the rock formations, and walked along the stream up to the hill, and there it was, the majestic chestnut tree. Mako jumped up and dashed to the top of the tree. He could see so far into the deep forest, and he felt like he could grab the clouds and the blue sky. I love it, said Mako. He turned around to see if there was a hole for a house, and there was an opening not too far from the top of the tree. Well, it's small, but I can add some branches to make the house bigger, he said to himself. Mako was very happy to find the perfect location in such a short time. He was also excited to build some structures around the house to make it even better. He started to gather small branches and twigs, and then he heard his friends talking. It was Finn the fox and Yegi the little bear. What are you doing, Mako? I thought you were building your house with your parents, said Finn. Ah, that's Coco and Chess. They're doing that, Mako proudly continued. I am making my own house here on this majestic chestnut tree. Both of them looked at each other and said, No, 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 you can't make a house on this tree. This tree is for everybody. We all like to climb it. But, but, but this tree would be perfect for my house, said Mako with a huge disappointment. I'm sorry, Mako. We don't want to bother you or step on your house every time we play here. I'm sure you wouldn't like that either, said Finn. I can go with you to find a better place, Yegi wanted to be supportive of his friend. I can go with you too, said Finn. He thought it would be more fun than climbing the tree anyway. The three boys searched all throughout the forest. You don't want a place that's too far from everybody, right? said Yegi, who liked to be around someone all the time. Well, I don't mind if nobody is around me. I want to be close to the sky and have nuts around me. Yegi was amazed how independent Mako was. After a little while, Yegi saw a tall tree with a nice hole. Mako went up to take a look. It looked like a nice space. Finn looked around the tree and said, I don't think it's a good location, though. The opening is facing north. Winter may be a problem. Winter winds come from the north, so you'll get a strong, cold wind and lots of snow in the winter. Mako thought for a moment and said, Well, that makes sense. I'm glad you told me, Finn. Another hole that Finn had found was taken by a family of flying squirrels. They used it for their nut stock. Mako deeply sighed. And another spot they found was the woodpecker's favorite place to nest. After that, they found a couple of places, but they were all taken by other animals. Mako started to feel really frustrated and disappointed. Finding the perfect house is very difficult. Why can everybody else have their favorite places, but I can't? I want a favorite place, too. Yegi and Finn felt the same way and felt really sorry for Mako. You know, the old wise owl always said, Rushing isn't always good, said Finn. Mako gave him a little smile. They decided to continue searching for the house tomorrow. Mako said goodbye to Finn and Yegi and went back to the house. 
His family was about to have the big birthday meal. Coco and Chess were all happy that they had made their houses near their parents. Mako didn't feel like celebrating his one-year birthday because he couldn't find a place that was right for him. Coco asked, why don't you stay with us? We can have our own space and be near everybody. That would make me really happy. Mako gave a little bitter smile and said, It may be easier and fun, but I want to try to find something to make me happy. Chess tickled Mako and said, Hey, brother, I know you can find it. The old wise owl would say, Don't worry about the past. Tomorrow is a new hope. And everybody laughed. After the meal, Mako sneaked out of the house and went up to the tree to see the night sky. The moon right above him was a perfect crescent. Ah, it's so beautiful, he mumbled. And he sat down and enjoyed the feeling of the evening cool air. All of a sudden, he saw a tiny golden light in the sky approaching him. He squeezed his eyes to see what the light was. It was a fairy. Mako jumped back and almost fell from the branch. I I thought fairies were only in the secret garden. First time I ever met a fairy. What's your name? Mako asked. My name is Cheppy. I came here to tell you something. You were looking for an answer. Why you couldn't have your happiness, but others have them all, said Cheppy. How do you know that? She smiled. I heard you saying it earlier today. Mako got red. It's your special day. I don't want to see your sad face. Mako couldn't believe that the fairy came over to talk to him. You are a very kind boy, Mako, and you know in your heart that your own happiness cannot be built upon someone else's unhappiness. If you do, the happiness isn't genuine. One day you will regret it. Mako nodded. That's right, but that made me very unhappy. She smiled again. I'll tell you a secret. You see the crescent moon? It's a beautiful shape, but the real moon is a perfect circle. It's just a different angle of the sun's reflection that creates the crescent moon. Mako looked at the moon and said, I didn't know that. He blinked and turned back to Cheppy, but she was gone. He couldn't tell if this was real or if it was a dream. Just then, Coco called. Mako, come back. We're ready for the nut cake. The next day, Mako, Finn, and Yegi went out for the house hunt yet again. Mako said to them, Today I will look for a place that is close to my family. But it wouldn't be your perfect house, said Yegi. That's okay. I can make a stock for the nuts nearby, and I can climb up a tree pretty easily. Besides, I can be close to my friends, said Mako. I thought you didn't mind if no one was around you, Finn asked. Yeah, I thought so, but I changed my mind. My family would be happier if I was around. Mako gave them a big smile. And the tree has strong branches, so you both can climb up and visit me. 
Now you're talking business, said Finn excitedly. Oh, 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 you can make a honey stash too. I could snack while we hang out, said Yegi excitedly. Now you're talking about Yegi's business, said Finn, and everyone laughed. At the end of the day, the three boys were resting on one of the branches. They were looking at the pink sky. The expedition was worth it, said Finn, as he popped a walnut into his mouth. This is my new fun place to be, said Yegi, licking his honey finger. I'm happy that everyone is happy. I'm the happiest squirrel in the forest, said Mako, putting acorns in both his cheeks and giving them a huge smile. Their laughter echoed throughout the forest.